Hey, hey, you're listening to the Let's Heal Already podcast for the sometimes impatient, sometimes cranky person doing some healing. And I'm your host, JR. I'm an author, actor, and speaker from Far Rockaway, New York. And on this podcast, you'll hear me cover ground on a variety of topics from mental wellness and emotional literacy to blackness to masculinity and femininity, to ending misogyny and patriarchy, to last but not least, bisexuality and ending sexual shame. What up, what up? So today is all about therapy and when people get mad at you for going to therapy. It kind of sounds like wild. Why would people be mad at you for going to therapy when you're going to therapy for yourself? But what starts to happen oftentimes when you go to therapy is you start to really look at the dynamics of the relationships in your life and really take an honest look at yourself, also at the people that you're in relationship with. So I'm talking about friends, families, bosses, and a lot of us who do go to therapy are people who are kind of used to being either like people pleasers or used to being doormats or at least that was my experience so I can't speak for anybody else but that was my experience and when I finally started to not only address what I was bringing to the table but the fact that a lot of my relationships were one-sided and so I was giving and giving and giving and I was never saying no I didn't really have strong boundaries and I would always be that friend who was kind of down for whatever like you could call me on a Tuesday and be like yo you want to go out and I'd be like yeah but also I didn't tell people when what they said was offensive or oh actually can we not go here can we not hang out with this person can we not do this can you not say this or when you said this it actually was really offensive or really hurt my feelings and so I was kind of like this person who was like oh yeah I could be cool with anybody and I could have drinks with anybody I could go out with anybody I could be friends with anybody nothing hurts me like everything rolls off my back like you could say whatever you want but like whatever it doesn't bother me But when I started going, I started taking an honest look at the impact that people's words around me had on me. And after some months, it's like, yeah, I want to stand up for myself. And I want to just like, you know, shift. I want to tell people like, stop talking to me like that. Don't call me that. Don't say that to me. That's not cool. And when you've had these relationships with these set of dynamics where one person is the giver and where one person, you can kind of say anything to this person and they just cool, they just laugh it off. It's like, whatever. And then they start to actually find offense in what you say. It's like, whoa, I didn't sign up for this. They start to stick up for themselves and other people. So I signed up for the cool guy. Bring the cool guy back. I don't know who this other new guy is who doesn't want to go out to drink every single day. I don't know who this other guy is who doesn't laugh at all my jokes who doesn't just let me take advantage of them all the time bring the other guy back And this was like a big problem for me because I had surrounded myself with a bunch of people who were really like drinking buddies, who were really like party friends, but I thought they were my friends. So when I started doing the work in therapy, almost overnight, I suddenly was like completely alone. Like I didn't have any friends anymore because they were my drinking buddies. They were not my friends. (laughs) Friends will support you. Friends will respect you. And there is that two-way street from friendships. Friendships are demanding too in, in certain regards like you can't just say anything to your friends you can't just send them memes that might be offensive to them like you kind of have to be a little thoughtful and and a a little sensitive and people are so anti-feeling people are so anti-sensitive people think that it is cool to be without feelings it is cool to be devoid of emotional intelligence when you start going to therapy and putting in the work for not only yourself but also what your relationships must 
must be. People are going to get uncomfortable. You're going to shake stuff up. You're going to shake the table. Shallow relationships no longer satisfy you. And you're acutely aware of that. I knew I was aware of that. I, f I did feel alone in my relationships prior to going to therapy. But I just was like, ah, oh, well, like, I'm, I'm depressed. But look at, look at me. I have all of these friends. I have all these people around me. I'm always active. I'm always going out. I'm not alone. I'm making it up in my head. But there's like an intimacy that was missing in my relationships. There was a support, a sensitivity, a two-way reciprocity, two-way street that was missing. And people in your family will probably get mad at you too. And a lot of this, in my experience, was because we had been so used to not talking about things, so not used to talking about our problems and talking about those uncomfortable truths that we all know about certain family members. Or in your case, it might be that you are the one who is acknowledging the neglect and the abandonment and the abuse and other family members might not be ready or will never be ready to admit that oh yeah, we were neglected and abandoned and abused. But because you're going to therapy and you're doing the work, you're recognizing that what happened wasn't right and that it was abuse. And when you start to give those things a voice, it might upset so many people. Part of how they're able to just like cope and get through their day to day is by ignoring and acting as though, no, that wasn't wrong. Like what happened to me? Like whatever, I, it was our fault. It was my fault. Or like that didn't happen. I think that this stuff is so important important. I think I definitely do think that going to therapy, if you want to go, is important. And I also realize that it's not always this sunny, rosy path and that sometimes we can even overstep when you are going to therapy. It's like taking a Psych 101 course and seeing all of these words, getting all of this new language of like how to describe certain perceptions of the world or certain things. Then you start diagnosing everybody. Oh, you're this, you're this, you're this. Oh, you have this, you have this. And it's like, well, therapy be hard enough. And I go willingly. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that's enough for today. <laughs> or I'm crying. I literally can't. But your family didn't willingly agree to having you, a person who is not trained, diagnose them and point out this and say, oh, that's this. And this is this. And that is that. And so it's like this fine line of sometimes we overstep. And sometimes it's not that we overstepped. It's just that we're literally acknowledging something that is so painful and completely disrupts the flow and relationship, the way the family functions. And so as we're starting to grow, that can be like an isolating process. That can be an isolating experience too, as you're starting to grow and develop all of these new words and, you know, do the work on yourself and stuff. It can be isolating because a lot of the people around you won't be at that place at the same time where they are starting to unlearn and they are starting to recognize certain things. It's challenging. I just wanted to like, speak about that because with like all of these conversations about mental wellness you know it's a lot of the rosy stuff and I love the rosy stuff it makes me feel great too but it is not always rosy and you might make a lot of people mad and it's important to like distinguish between okay am I overstepping or am I pointing this out and I have a right to point this out or I have a right to ask this question in an effective way 
Being the one to address generational trauma is sounds heroic, but it's isolating. It's not fun. And sometimes you're going to get it wrong. Sometimes you are going to overstep and you do have to apologize properly. But sometimes it's literally you just saying, I noticed that this is how we handle problems. And I think that there can be a more effective way or there is a more effective way. And the way that we handle problems as a family, it is actually doing a lot of damage. There are things that are being left unsaid. There's a lot of building resentment. There are a lot of unspoken expectations that are unfair that I didn't agree to be a part of. It's just always been there. And people are going to be mad at you. People are going to be really, really mad at you. And that is something that I wish that I had been told. And that's what I'm telling you. Because like I said, you know, toxic positivity culture, it is just all around us. It's like, oh yeah, just, oh, cut off toxic people. Oh, toxic energy, light some sage, light some candles. And a lot of it is fluff. And a lot of it is not real in my opinion. Or a lot of it is just incomplete, really. Not necessarily that it's not real, but it's incomplete. You're going to be the bad guy sometimes you're going to have to set boundaries and enforce them because it's one thing to set a boundary it's a whole other thing to like actually enforce it consistently and something that I did in the beginning too was like set these enormous boundaries because for so long I hadn't set any so I would set these boundaries that were like a bit like bit too unrealistic or like a bit too much i'd be like don't ever talk to me ever again and it's like this is your guardian and you are still legally in this person's house them not ever talking to you again it's not gonna happen you know <laughs> so i had to really learn about you know setting appropriate boundaries or like boundaries that i set not because i'm angry but because i am showing up for myself and i know what my needs are and i know what my limits are and i know that okay well i cannot handle this kind of scenario so i'm gonna set these boundaries really to keep myself safe not to hurt the other person right because that's not effective boundary setting when you're doing something to like hurt someone else what are boundaries anyway. You're going to be framed as the bad person. You're going to be framed as the instigator. You're going to be framed as the problem, the troublemaker, the one who's no longer comfortable going along with old scripts, the one who's always questioning things instead of just, why can't you just do this? Why, why are you questioning things all of a sudden? Why are you fighting me all of a sudden? Why are you standing up for yourself? Why are you standing up to me all of a sudden you never have before? A lot of times I talk about therapy and say that I feel like prior to therapy, I was really cruising on autopilot and that's kind of really how I felt over the majority of my life and I would say over the last maybe like three four years is really when I stopped like cruising on autopilot I feel like when I really started to like really pay attention and really accept reality really I feel like that really happened over the last three four years but even when I started my therapy journey in 2012 there was the beginnings of that there was the beginnings of me starting to sort of like wake up and come off of autopilot and really pay attention. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Let's Heal Already podcast. To be clear, I'm not advocating for an emotionally intelligent patriarch. 
or for more men to begin and end their work at feeling comfortable painting their nails, wearing dresses, or expanding what falls under the fold of masculinity. Similarly, I do not want to be a highly efficient, well-adjusted worker under capitalism, which is often the aim of Western therapy models. I am calling for the system to be abolished. That system is imperialist, cis-heterosexist, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. Please leave a rating or review on the platform you use to listen to this podcast and feel free to share this with your friends. Donation to show support can be made at J-R-Y-U-S-S-U-F on Venmo. Thank you.